0: Um, Welcome to those who are watching virtually, and of course to everyone in the building. Last week, um, Pastor Beth talked to us about healing, and um, one of the things that she said is that healing comes through prayer. And so, Pastor Beth asked me this morning to preach a little bit about prayer. And I just want to give you this disclaimer. This is not all there is to know about prayer. I don't know that there are enough Sundays in a year or ever to know to be able to preach about all that you should know about prayer, but I'm going to give it a shot this morning. I believe that prayer is the greatest tool and perhaps the greatest weapon that we as Christians have. Today, we're going to take just a few minutes to look at prayer. Let us pray. Father God, come. We welcome you in this place. I pray that you would speak through me, that the notes that I have prepared, that you would guide me through them, Father God. That you would prick hearts and that you would do what you intend to do in each of our lives. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, a study by the Barna Group found that prayer is the most common faith practice among American adults. 79% of um, all adults pray at least uh, once, have prayed at least once in the past three months. The study found that most adults pray silently and alone. They also found that American adults who pray regularly do so for different reasons, but the most common is to offer gratitude and thanksgiving. Here's my my personal favorite of the ones that I found. Slide three. We need to go to slide three. This is my favorite. The same percentage of millennials and adults with children under the age of 18 are praying about their sleep. (laughs) I'm not really sure what that says. (laughs) I mean, what that means, right? So um, I just found that really interesting. The good news is that adults are praying. Now, this particular study was not specific to Christians. It was open to people of all faiths. But what we know is that prayer is integral to the life of every Christian. So one of my favorite um, scriptures regarding prayer is found in Jeremiah 33, 2 through 3. This is what the Lord says. He who made the earth, the Lord who formed it, And established it. The Lord is his name. Call to me. And I will answer you. And tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. The King James Version says. Call unto me and I will answer thee. And show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I love this. I just. This is my, my, my passage when it comes to prayer because in it, I find both an invitation to pray and a promise, a couple of promises, right? Call, come, just come to me. Come to me with what you need, but also I will answer you and I'm going to show you some things. Those are powerful promises. We are invited to communicate with God. And prayer is the way that we communicate. Some might even say that prayer is an act of obedience because God calls us to pray and we must respond. Prayers are conversations that we have with God throughout the day, as well as those that we have in what we call the prayer closet in our quiet time when it's just us and God. Prayer takes many forms. So when God calls us to pray, what might our response look like? I found that generally prayer falls into five categories. The first is a prayer of adoration, praise, thanksgiving, and worship. And on Sunday mornings, when we are corporately here together, worshiping God, that that's a type of prayer as we praise him and thank him for all that he has done. And many of us thank him for what he has yet to do. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. A day should never pass that we don't prayer pray prayers of thanksgiving. Yeah. Another category, confession and repentance is the primary way we receive God's forgiveness. Consistent confession and cleansing represents the primary ways we grow and become, become conformed to the image of Christ. According to Psalm 66, 18, Failure to practice regular confession completely blocks the flow of answered prayer. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. Beth spoke about this last week when she talked about one of the things that might keep us from getting healed, having an uh, answered prayer for healing, was unconfessed sin. We need to be able to confess our sins to God. And our confessions must be thorough the psalmist said search me god and know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting fourth we have petition and supplication so this is probably the prayer that most of us are um, familiar with it's the one we learned when we were a kid Kneeling by our bed, there's a list of people we want to pray for. We present our individual needs and desires to God. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. I love how when God tells us to pray, he follows it with a promise, right? We can ask for what we need, and you may not get that exact thing, but if you trust God and leave it there, you will have his peace. His word says so. And then the final final category that I'm going to cover this morning is intercession. Intercession is the type of prayer that focuses on the needs of others. To intercede for someone is to spiritually stand in the gap as mentioned in Ezekiel. I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so I would not have to destroy it, but I found no one. God has ordained intercession as the primary way He works to save the lost and empower the church. That's important, church. I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people. For kings and those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. We have an amazing intercessory prayer team here at Gate City Vineyard. (laughs) Terry Wade gets here almost every Sunday morning, and she's here by 9.30, and she is interceding. And I wanted to shout her out because it's not a small thing. Nothing happens in this church without prayer cover. Right, Nothing happens in our lives without prayer cover. And Terry. and then we have others that join her, sit for at least an hour and pray. They pray for what's going to happen on Sunday mornings. They pray for our nation. They pray for the triad. And this same team receives your prayer requests when you send them through Realm. We get those prayer requests, And we stop what we're doing and we pray for you. Intercessory prayer is really important. And I am grateful that there are people in our church who are called to be intercessors. Thank you, Terry. Oh, I have one more, meditation. Meditation is the act of reflecting on God's word and quietly listening For his voice we can sit quietly before the Lord if this was said earlier be still and know that I am God we don't have to say a word just listen God speaks most to those who consistently still their hearts to listen you will search for me and you will find me when you search for me with all of your heart Prayer is not an endless um, list of requests. It's not us just constantly hearing our own voice. Prayer is a conversation. I said this yesterday on prayer training. My mother said to me, be quiet, because there's no way that you can be talking and hear what I'm saying. (laughs) Right? And same thing with God. If we're gonna hear him, We have to be quiet. I honestly feel like this is a lost art Um, in the Western church. We don't get quiet uh, often enough. Um, And and I think that we lose out. It is okay not to say anything. Sometimes there's nothing to be said. Sometimes you just wanna sit in the presence of the almighty God. And sometimes being in his presence without saying a word is enough. It is all the prayer you need. I learned this at the vineyard. I come out of a faith tradition that did a lot of talking. And, and um, I uh, was taught the five step prayer model. And one of the things that we do in that prayer model is wait to hear from Jesus. We wait. We're not going to pray for people until we know that what we are praying is coming from God. I think, I think that the um, praying, praying, waiting to hear from God and hearing from him is a powerful example of relationship. All right. So how might, how might we hear from him? could hear from him through scripture this could be a passage of scripture that really impacts you during your your devotions or Bible study or it could be during prayer that a scripture surfaces a scripture comes to you so almost every time I get up here I'm gonna shout out pops I absolutely love my life group that meets on Saturday mornings 9.30, 9.45 a.m. I have learned so much about sitting with God's word in his presence. We kind of do a prayer of thanksgiving to open up, right? David leads us through um, our appreciations, and um, then we have prayer, and then Dave and Jan Tackle have chosen a passage of scripture, and they read it in several um different versions different translations and then we all turn off our mics and turn off our cameras and for 20 minutes we sit with the word of god right yeah. and then we come back and you can share what you want to and I share a thing we always have lots to share but right and we talk about and I'm always struck what God is saying to people and how and sometimes we all get the exact same thing and then sometimes we're all over the place but it's just to, to experience God and hearing him through his scripture it's very powerful join us won't you just let us know another way that we might hear from God is words or phrases now mind you you have to be quiet to hear God through words or phrases. You may hear or see words about someone or phrases that may seem random but keep running through your mind. On Wednesday, we had life group, and um, in our life group, we uh, tell our prayer requests, and then this, on this particular Wednesday, Paul had us all just get really quiet before the Lord, and we just sat in silence listening, and I heard a word, And the word was rhythm. And I said, okay. Hmm. okay. Did I make any sense, Lord? What are you saying? And I heard the word again. Then I said, okay, Lord, who is it for? And he told me. So I say the word rhythm and tell the person that it's for and we pray about it. Great, it's wonderful. When I got home, I got a text from Beth saying that Andy had gotten the word rhythm for somebody else in the group. That's the way our God works, right? It's just, it is not, I think sometimes we think we have to be all new and nuanced and, you know, we've got to be original. No, we just have to be obedient, right? And so we got, Andy got the same word rhythm that I got, but we got it for two different people and we were able to bless Two different people with the same word. That's our God. You might hear from God um, through pictures. Some people are more visually oriented and tend to see things in their mind's eye uh, rather than think them, right? Uh, This can take the form in static or photographic pictures or it could be a moving moving image. Jesus saw Nathanael sitting under the fig tree before Philip called him. I see pictures rarely. I have a dear, dear friend who sees them all the time and in vivid detail. Um, And she's an artist. She paints um, icons and um, I'm always floored by what God gives her through images. God may speak to you through dreams and visions. The Bible has many stories of God speaking to people through dreams. In Matthew, we read that Joseph had a dream that reassured him that he could and should marry Mary. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Thank God for that dream. God may speak to you through feelings and impressions, The Lord often speaks through thoughts or particular impressions that pop up into your mind. Paul teaches that we have the mind of Christ. As we consciously offer our minds to him in a particular situation, his spirit will bring his thoughts and impressions into our minds. Those thoughts and impressions, you you just know, They're, they're holy and and you know that that's what that is from God you might experience an emotion that you know isn't yours sit with it sometimes it's uncomfortable right like sometimes i don't know where i'm having the best day and then i'll just get extremely sad well if there's nothing in my life that i can think of in that moment that would make me sad that somebody needs prayer Somebody in that moment is extremely sad. I may not ever know who it was. God may reveal to me who it, who it is. But just sit with that and pray. Sometimes um, you'll get sympathy pains, not the pregnancy type, but, well, you might. But this, you know, like, um, and I think this happened some when we were in Phoenix where someone would say, mm, Got a pain in my leg there's nothing wrong with my leg somebody here has a pain in their leg right there are ways that um god is is speaking to you and asking you to pray he may speak to you through songs I, i'm a lover of, of music i'm also toned up, but there you go um, but i love songs and i love lyrics and they do speak to me they're not always all worship gospel christian songs i have some songs that um that speak to me that aren't necessarily church songs. You might be, God may also speak to you by things spoken by others. God can use words spoken to others as a way of communicating with us. Uh, you know, sometimes people say somebody spoke something over them. Um, what they mean is that there was a word that came forth that resonated with them. And that's uh, that word, bless them. And finally, he might, our father, use information. You suddenly know something about a person or event that you can't explain with earthly knowledge, right? Um, Information usually comes as a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom. A word of knowledge is having information about someone that you could only know if God told you. Jesus has a word of knowledge about the Samaritan woman when when he says to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. This word of knowledge changes her life and in fact, changes an entire community, right? Sometimes God will give you something about someone, particularly particularly, um, the unsaved, um, those who are seeking, whose hearts are a bit softened for, for the Lord. He will give you something about them. I was with a friend in a store and she got a word for a perfect stranger. I was very grateful she got the word and I didn't <laughs> tell y'all. She chased this dude down in the store. I was like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I was praying. Not necessarily for the guy that we were chasing. But, you know, and she did. She, she, she literally chased him down. She, you know, she gives him the word and he is floored. He said, who are you? Right? Because God had been speaking to him, and he didn't even realize really it was God. But the words that she said, he had already heard. It was, it was powerful and scary. <laughs> A word of wisdom is knowing what to do with knowledge you have. Isaiah says, the sovereign Lord has given me his words of wisdom so that I know how to comfort the weary. Morning by morning, he awakens me and opens my understanding to his will the sovereign lord has spoken to me and i have listened i have not rebelled or turned away since prayer is communicating with god we need to expect to hear from him we also need to position our hearts to him which then means that we need to make sure that the voice that we are hearing is his right because We could hear our own voice, we could hear the voice of the enemy, we could hear God's voice. But John 10, 1027 tells us, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they know me. So how might we test what we're hearing, what we're seeing? One, does it line up with written scripture? God never contradicts scripture. Two, does it lead you into a closer relationship with God? A greater unity with him? Because God never draws us away from him. He never gives us anything that's going to pull us in a direction that is not leading towards him. Does it lead you into expressing love? Putting God's benefit and the benefit of others before your own benefit. Does it lead to a dying of yourself and a greater manifestation of Christ's life in you? Does it cause greater humility in you and a greater dependence on God? Does it cause greater love, joy, and peace from God in you. If you can say yes to these, you're hearing from God. Go for it. Okay. So, we know we're called to pray. We even know some, some categories that, and, and types of prayer. But why pray? So, I think, first and foremost, prayer is a practice of pursuing God's presence. Amen. Just just being with him, just talking to him. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Thank you, Jesus. Prayer also helps us understand God's loving nature. When you commune with God, you begin to understand who he is. And God is love. We can feel that love as we speak daily with him through prayer, seeking his guidance in our life. I do want to say this. God is love. He is never going to say something to you that is not affirming. Ever right? He, there are times when we need to be brought back in line, but even those times, he does it lovingly. He does it tenderly. God will never say anything to you that makes you feel bad. Prayer also helps us become more attuned to God's movement, and I think this is um, of particular importance to the church. We need to be praying about what God wants us to do. How does God want us to come alongside him to accomplish his will? The only way we're ever going to know is to pray. We continually ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding to walk in a matter worthy of the Lord fully pleasing him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you, qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints. Colossians 1.9. I'm going to ask the worship team and prayer teams to come forward. And I'm going to share with you an epiphany I had in Pops last week as we're talking about what prayer does for us. Prayer also strengthens the bond between believers. So last week in Pops, we were in Philippians, the first chapter. And um, the, the, the scripture that jumped out at me was, I thank my God every time I remember you. This is Paul writing to the church at Philippi. In all prayers for all of you, and this is the part that got me, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel. Let me say that again. Let me read what Paul said again. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel. So when we come back on, and it's my turn to share, I say to the group, you know, that, oh, my God, what is this? And and David introduces me to, um, to a theologian. And his name is Gordon Fee. what Gordon said about this scripture since Thanksgiving is also part of the reason for the letter one is not surprised to find the whole the letter to the Philippians the whole letter to be replete with expressions of friendship and especially of the three-way bond between himself Paul the Philippians the church and Christ and the gospel That informs every part of the letter. Thus, the whole passage abounds with joy and affection, focusing primarily on their role of partnership in the gospel, the very stuff of friendship. Church. The world wants us to buy into a narrative that we're split. That because we may vote differently, because we might support different causes, because we might, one might watch Fox, the other one might watch MSNBC, somehow we are split. But I'm here to tell you, we are bound by Jesus Christ. And there is absolutely nothing else that matters. Yes, that's right. And so when I pray for you, I don't care who you vote for. I don't care what TV shows you're watching. I care that you have a need and that you're trust, trusting me to pray for you. And so that is my prayer. That our partnership in the gospel will give us joy. Every time we pray for each other, please come forward for prayer. I will say this as well. It is not a small thing that we have a praying church. And it is important. Everybody who's up here has been trained to pray. We use the five-step prayer model. There is no greater strength than to walk forward And tell the Lord, I need you. I need you. I need something from you. Please come up and get prayer.